Mountain Wellness, optimizing human performance to extend longevity for mountain athletes. What up, mountain athletes? Welcome to another episode of the Mountain Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Reed, and I'm joined, as always, with my mountain brother, Mr. Mike Mahina. What's going on, brother? Yeah, California to Montana. Man, winter is hitting us hard in California. <laughs> the whole the whole west, man. The northwest, the west coast. It's like, I know we're, uh, the cold has definitely arrived in Montana. I think it's about 10 below zero right now. Oh. Um, so, yeah, dude, it's a, a reminder of the environment that I live in. You know, it's a, it, it, for a while there, it was kind of, you know, we had a pretty mild spring. I'm sorry, not a spring. We had a pretty mild fall. Um, last year we had a, a blizzard the last week of September. Um, we probably dumped about three feet of snow. And I think, I mean, this is our, our first official snowstorm last week, right before. Uh, Christmas Eve. It was Wednesday. We got temperature dropped down into the sub zeros. It's been kind of snowing intermittently. Is that do people? So it's here, man. Do people go outside in that? Because I know it's like when I was there in the winter. I, I mean, I wasn't there in the winter, but I was there for a couple of cold days. You know, a month or two ago, and uh, it was yeah. It got a couple cold days, but we're talking like thirty or forty degrees lower than that, right? I mean, that's that was probably in the forties, maybe. I don't think it got down to the thirties, but maybe. Yeah. No, it's no people definitely aren't going out unless it's you absolutely need to. So that's anything from running errands uh, to definitely people aren't out <laughs> doing outdoor anything activities right. and, and and yeah. So it's when a storm comes through like that, like Montanans are literally saying, "Yeah, we got a winter storm coming, and it's going to be in the sub zeros, and everybody's pretty much hibernating." Like we were surprised to see the turnout we had this morning at yoga because you just don't know. Like it's more the roads. Um, you know, of sure. course the, the sub zero temperatures are are not comfortable to be in, but as long as you're layered up and you are only really going from your house to the car to, you know, work. So you're always inside. So it's not like you're out in the elements being fully exposed. Uh, but it's the roads, man. It's right when it snows like that and then the cars drive over it, it packs it down and they just get, you know, slicker than you know what out there. Uh, um, it gets icy. So it's not really, yeah, it gets, yeah. And it's a different type of ice. Cause of course, you know, it's, it's one thing it, in California, like California mountains, it'll snow and then midday gets warm enough to where the snow starts melting. Right. So you get some runoff. And then the evening rolls in, it, it drops down to that freezing temperature again, and then you get the black ice. Yeah, sheet of ice. This is a little different because it just, it's interesting uh, how the snow freezes because you'll, you'll get snowfall, but it's so damn cold out that the, the snow literally just kind of turns to ice and then that gets packed down on the roads. Oh, wow. Um, okay. So you yeah, get a like so hard snow I mean, you literally. Yeah, well, I'm, yeah, I mean, you're driving on snow, like <laughs> right. snow and ice. It's not like you're ever on asphalt in the winter. Yeah. Um, so, so they have to drop sand and and all that good stuff. But uh, it's funny. One thing I've noticed is 
you think, oh, people who live in the Northwest are so much better at driving because the whole, you know, Southern California or California joke is like, no one knows how to drive there when it rains. Yeah. Well, I, I found that it's no different <laughs> here in Montana. It's like that first winter storm comes and everybody it's like forgets how to drive and um, on the way to work, I don't know, last week on that Tuesday, I don't know, there must have been like four or five cars down in ditches off the side of the road. Like Ah, a little bit of California action, huh? <laughs> <laughs> we got those drivers everywhere. Yeah, it's, <laughs> we got some common ground there. I, I always joke with James, my driver, that it's it reminds me of, because, you know, it, it's different in the sense like, the the type of of stuff you're encountering is different. It's not like flooding and water, but um, there's a sense there is definitely like the the seasoned drivers watching them how calm they are when they hit some ice and they just start like, well, I'm gonna slide right on past that turn. I think we'll take the next road. <laughs> it's it's funny to see how calm they right? are. No it's sudden like movements. That's what I that's what I found. <laughs> just don't move suddenly because it's too late. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like driving a boat. Uh, in a way you go kind of just point the car in the direction you want it to go and hope that it goes and, and whatever you do don't don't hit the brakes wait are you a hundred percent good now like what's the story you gotta let our uh let's fill our listeners in oh yeah that's right because it's been, it's been a few uh, weeks i talked yeah i talked a little bit about it on the last episode which uh gosh that was good i really enjoyed that conversation um uh, all that performance breathwork stuff and but yeah i'm doing much better for the listeners that are just tuning in right now didn't catch the last episode i i caught the rona um so i'm what am i right now i i got it on basically came down with it on thanksgiving and i would say it wiped me out for two weeks uh and when i say it wiped me out nothing life-threatening it was just fatigue man it put me on the couch and um, I just had no energy. And when I thought I had a little bit of energy to go do something, you know, I'd get up and it was like, no, I don't think so. Um, so I'm doing good now though. It's, I'm feeling strong. I still haven't got my, uh, my smell back. Wow. You know, that was the, okay. Yeah. So I'm, and I'm counting, you know, based on what I've read, 75% of people, uh, that lose their smell with COVID, it returns in about four weeks. Mm. So you're so getting close. I, I'm counting yeah. my, I'm, I start, well, yeah. And I started my four weeks though, from the time I was healed, like from the time I recovered, gotcha. I should say from the, the virus. So I didn't start that. So, um, but yeah, dude, it's, it got me. Yeah, I got multiple so family I, I members feel, here that are all, I mean, it's, it's really jamming through the population here in California. Like I got everybody around. Me it is. It. And, Right. And, and, and I, you know, it's, it is cold and flu season. I mean, we know that that always happens and this time of year, cold and flu ramps up. So it makes sense that the virus is, you know, spreading and is really contagious or, you know, it, I guess I should say it, it, it's a very contagious virus. So now that we're in that season where viruses can spread and move more rapidly, because of that cold, dry environment. Yeah, but your yoga um, people, man, they showed up. They're like, you know what? I'm going to keep my immune system strong. <laughs> so they went out in the snow and the 10 below, and they showed up for work. So that's cool, because that's one of our... Dude, and I, I, 
Yeah. And like, I have to give a shout out to Shay, like uh, one of my, my client relations manager here at the recovery den. Like she called me or she texted me on her day off and she's like, this is when the, sto- the storm was hitting pretty hard. And she had come, she lives really close to the den, like right up the street. So she had brought her, her uh, daughter down here that was in town from college um, to hit the sauna and stuff like that. Uh. And she's like, yeah, just just wanted to let you know I shoveled the the front so the you know clients can get in and out, and I'm just like, wow, that's you know, it says a lot about the community and the tribe and just the people here. That on her day off, she has no problem coming down and shoveling snow out of the front doorway. And her fitness um, level too, because I mean, you know what I mean? She's she's a yoga instructor, <laughs> and so she's got that that core where she could just. Dunk. Well, this was Shay. Oh, Shay, nice. Okay, yeah, this was Shay. Yeah, yeah, this was Shay. But I mean, I mean, Still, the same could be said yeah. for for Melanie too. You know, it's just the, um, yeah, people really come together. Shay seems fit though, and, and you kind of have to. Like, I don't know what she does, but she yeah. she seems fit. Well, she's a survivor, man. Yeah. Like it, it, it's cool. The you know she's she had uh, breast cancer and and is in remission, and so she knows. Like yeah. anybody that's been through something like that, or you know, kind of face their own or their own mortality. There's a there's something special in there, I believe. Oh yeah, I know. I've experienced it myself. Yeah. So yeah, no, I, I hear what you're saying. So how about? Christmas, you have a good Christmas. Oh yeah, because we're uh, yeah. holiday was amazing. I'm. Uh, oh, we didn't talk about the sauna either. <laughs> uh, uh, what, what, which part of the sauna? Uh, this new protocol that uh, I'm doing with the. Oh, you're Russian, like. It, yeah, <laughs> it's called uh, Enterosol, I believe. I have to read it, but it's, it's Mike, all in Russian. Mike's Russian detox protocol, which I have to say, I, I, I don't know, man. I'm, that's that's a little brave. So uh, why don't you go ahead and tell the listeners um, what we're talking about? <laughs> well, you know, I, I got the sauna, so I've had it for, I don't know, a couple months, maybe maybe two months now. And I've been trying to get the, yep. ti- the sweet spot of timing it between workouts where I'm maybe, you know, doing a trail run and coming back and just doing a couple different workouts or whatever, and then going in the sauna. And I find when I did that, I'd be wiped out on the couch and my day would be, <laughs> I don't know how you'd explain it, but it would just, it wouldn't be a good productive day for me. And I was watching this guy on YouTube that I've been following uh, about, uh, and, and you know, I can always put his link in the description, but he's really into clarifying the sauna. The sauna space is like the wild West. I mean, they got all these cheap ones being made, um, poorly made. And and so he's kind of wading through all that and trying to, you know, give the public the best information on the best ones that are the quality ones. But he recommended a, a, what do they call it? The charcoal, uh, activated charcoal binder. Activated charcoal. Yeah. It was a, Mm -hmm. and, it was from Russia, and I'm thinking, that's interesting, you know? He's got four or five choices, and he keeps going back. He's going, but this Russian one's amazing, man. I love this one. So, it's like, all right, I'm going to order it off of Amazon. So, I order it, and it takes like, you know, you got to have Amazon Prime, but it took a month to get it here. And I, I didn't realize it was coming all the way from Russia. I mean, it had Russian stamps on it. It's like, you know, the guy's name, <laughs> I can't pronounce his name. It's from the Russian Federation. I'm like, okay. This is legit. You know, I open up the box and I'm like, oh my gosh, what is, you know, and, and they did send a piece of paper in English 
explaining how the whole detox protocol works. And it's not complicated. I mean, I think it's a, a teaspoon of this stuff with a glass of water. Uh, about a half yeah. an hour, an hour before you go in. I got to say, I've been using it for the last two days. And I, the first day I did it on a run, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go for this. Even though it's a day, run day, I'm going to see how this goes. And sure enough, man, I, I, I felt totally fine after I got out of the sauna. I'm like, wow, I feel good. I, feel, I don't feel any weirdness. Because I think I've been feeling for a while, and I know you told me up front, you're like, if there's stuff circulating in your bloodstream, because I think about it, I've been roaming this earth for 50 years, Who all the things I've eaten. Yeah. I was eating ding-dongs and Twinkies when I was a kid. That was my protocol. And uh, yep. so all that stuff's in there, and I think some stuff must have been circulating. And so this stuff is now grabbing a hold of it, and uh, I guess I'm excreting it uh, in the obvious ways, but... Uh, you know, sweating and everything out, but I, it's definitely made a difference. I did it yet for two days in a row and I'm like, you know what? And I'm going longer now. I, I pushed my time. I pushed the sweat, everything just to see what, see what happens. <laughs> I'm my own guinea pig and I feel amazing. I'm like, you know what? This is how I should feel when I come out of the sauna. It's interesting that you, um, you know, started at this point. Cause I myself have been really interested in, um, digging deeper into detox protocols, especially when it comes to the sauna. And uh, I was looking at some of uh, Quicksilver Scientific's supplements and products. Mm. Um, and I can't recall the uh, the PhD off the top of my head, but he's a researcher and pretty well known in the, the human performance space, but he's pretty well known. Quicksilver Scientific is well known for their delivery mechanisms ah. but uh but yeah it's something that's uh i'm finding more f i'm more interested in it because uh clients that are showing up at the den um mm. are not just using the sauna for recovery protocols mm -hmm. for sports performance but um you know i have clients coming that have lyme that have you know uh different toxicities maybe they don't know what it is but that no, knowing a little bit what I know about how infrared can act on those toxins and and uh, pull them out of, of fat stores and they can circulate in the bloodstream, it's important to to bind those because if they don't, if they aren't secreted through sweat, urine, uh, and, or other ways, then guess what they they have to um, find somewhere else to be stored. And the last thing you want is for them to get through the blood brain barrier because I've heard some pretty, uh, pretty bad cases mm. of that happening. So being more mindful. And like you said, if we've been a, a whole lifetime of consuming, you know, and not even, uh, from a dietary standpoint, but heavy metals, um, mm -hmm. pesticides, herbicides, uh, a lot of the environmental toxins that, especially if we live in urban environments, um, you know, we have really sophisticated detox pathways in our, our, our body, but being able to aid those systems uh, through sauna and other supplements is, uh, is rad, dude. I get excited. It was funny. Trying to. Because Catherine was the one that saw the package and she's like, uh, what are you up to now, man? Are you, uh, it says from the Russian Federation. What do you got going here? You got like all the stamps. It's got the picture of the Kremlin. Like I just, I don't, we don't get a lot of packages like that. 
So uh, it's interesting because the last thing he said on YouTube about the product is like, yeah, try this and you're going to feel amazing. And I'm pretty skeptical. I was about as skeptical as this as I was a breath work. Like, ah, you know, I'll give it a try. Maybe it'll make a difference. And I'm like, I'm going to probably use this every time I go in until I run out of it. And, and, and maybe I won't need it after that. I don't know. That's what we're going to see. But it was incredible. Well, I would say I would approach it from like a six to eight week protocol, yeah. like a heavy detox. Mm-hmm. And then I would, after that, I would, uh, my recommendation would be to use as needed. So right. let's say you go on a vacation and um, you're going to be eating foods that you don't normally eat. Maybe you don't know where they, you know, where they're coming from ah. as far as farms, how they were grown. Maybe not organic, so your your environmental toxin load is going to be higher than normal. So I would, that's where I would come home, do your usual sauna protocol, but <laughs> dose. Wait, we uh, still have we your, still have farms. <laughs> I thought that was everything. All our food comes out of <laughs> giant corporate warehouses, Amazon warehouses. That's where I thought our food was grown. Now, <laughs> don't don't get me started. <laughs> I know it's it's crazy, but, uh, but another yeah, reason, right, yeah. to to be aware of it and and make sure that you're detoxing. Yeah, because detox detox to me is always like a word that like I almost cringe when I hear right. it. Right. Well, that's yeah. I never understood. You know, I've never experienced the feeling of once you once I felt it work to that degree, I was like, okay, I, I believe you. Yeah, and that's why I'm getting interested in. Um, like we're just talking about mobilizing toxins that are free flowing, circulating in the bloodstream. But uh, there's some really cool, interesting protocols for like the liver and bile flow. Because from my understanding, like what I've been you know reading, that there there's like toxins. Basically, bile is a is a key part of of accumulating toxins in the bloodstream. So. Or I should say, like filtering it, kind of. So there's a you're you're hitting like one of the uh, detox pathways, or right, uh, or one you know one of them. But there's so many different, like going into the in, the organs and stuff, and, and looking at bile flow. That's what I'm getting interested in as well. And with that said, I would I would throw out to you guys if you are skeptical or don't. Um, you know the the sauna protocols with these these detox binders and stuff is a little over your head. Um, a really simple replacement for say antacids or uh, like tums or something when you have heartburn or indigestion is pop a couple of activated uh, a couple pills of activated charcoal capsules of activated charcoal and it'll take away that heartburn or indigestion. Ah, yeah, no, it's amazing. Well, it's, it, I mean, the stuff, it works. I mean, I, I, like I said, I felt so different coming out of there. A lot of times I'd feel kind of woozy and like, ah, I need to just go lay down for a while now and then get back to work. But now I'm coming out like, okay, I feel good. This is, this is, this is how it's supposed to feel. So, yeah, I know we've talked about, I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast, but I, I, that happened to me. The first six months, mm-hmm. I should say the first three months were, it, I never knew how I was going to feel coming out of the sauna. Right. Um, yes. That's those, what it is. I would feel like crap sometimes. Yes, right. Exactly. And I didn't do any sort of, I didn't use any binders or any, 
I used a little bit of activated charcoal, but I wasn't religious about it, which I should have been. I mean, it should have been like every single session I did, I should have used activated charcoal. Right. Um, but uh, I told you at one point I had those red blotchy spots <laughs> I mean, that someone brought to my attention <laughs> and they're like, what are those red blotchy spots all over your body? And I'm like, what, what are you talking about? And, uh, you know, I come home and go down the rabbit hole of, you know, trying to figure out, you know, what could, you know, what could cause red blotchy spots from infrared saunas or saunas. And, uh, I think I might've even found it through one of the forums on the clear light website. Mm. And they were talking about like, if you don't like those toxins that are really, you know, uh, deep stored in those fat, uh, and they, they, they start to basically like come uh out they push through the dermis if they don't go through the if they don't get into the bloodstream so they kind of push up through the skin and when they don't come out through the sweat they can kind of be you know appear as these red blotchy spots so and i had those from head to toe Dang. and uh so i just was like wow this is po-, you know just thinking about how uh potent sauna or infrared light can be on those detox pathways so i did it all wild west <laughs> i didn't it's good that uh you're being mindful of of that yeah i'm just trying to you know i'm just trying to figure it out like you and, and you know our physiologies are all different again so it's like our react my reaction is going to be could be different than yours or you know but it seems that we both had the yep. same upfront experience where it's like, ah, I feel funky sometimes and, and I don't know why and I don't and I don't like it. So I pushed it yesterday. I'm like, I'm gonna go longer and hotter than I almost ever have. And I came out and I'm like, you know what? I feel good. This is there's there's a difference here for sure. Yeah. So that's awesome, man. It's that's it. Awesome. Build building that self awareness and that intuition is important. So uh the last uh I didn't tell you about this, but uh, my youngest Eli, who is three, uh, well, he'll be three in, on the thirtieth. Another couple of days here. Uh, oh, he broke his leg. Oh no way! And oh. yeah, dude. So it's been so it was last oh, uh, about man. a week ago. How? He was playing on the bed with Kayla, my wife, yeah. and um, some some. Well, you know how kids jump on the. I think my first injury actually was jumping on the bed. I got a scar under my chin from s- some stitches. But anyways, he fell off the bed and and uh I mean we don't know what happened this, like exactly, sure. but he hurt his leg somehow and would not put weight on it, wouldn't walk on it, nothing. So the next day, you know, we decided to take him into the orthopedic urgent care and and uh they told us that it's I guess it's common for toddlers to break their tib fib, but it won't show up on a x-ray uh, it's called like a toddler fracture okay. so they basically said like you know because you know kids they don't he wouldn't point anywhere really he just said my leg he wouldn't tell us where if it was ankle his knee right so uh they put him in a cast kind of like a um not like a full hard cast like kind of a soft half hard half soft gotcha. wrapped up and Dang. and basically told him like you know just just uh if he if it's not that serious, he'll probably blow through the cast in a couple of days. But if he does have a you know significant injury or something a little bit more serious, then which it is, I think we're weak in it now. And just yesterday, he was able to to actually load his stand on his leg. 
with the cast. So that that's man, nothing's worse than having your uh, watching your kid in pain. Uh, like, I I feel like that's the worst feeling I've I've experienced yet. Yeah. No, I could see that. I remember taking Cameron to, for football injuries to urgent care, like when he broke his wrist and stuff. That's right. And yeah. You're just sitting there and you're like, I, I can't do anything for him. And you're just hoping it's okay, going to be okay. And it's all swollen. And you're just like, dang. Yeah. I mean, the, the other night he woke up in the middle of the night. He's crying. And oh, man. Three year old. He's like, Dad, my leg hurt. My day, my leg hurt. And I'm just like, oh. But I know you want to take so, it for me. Get- it's like, I can take it. I'll take it for you, but you can't. Oh yeah, Kayla was like, "Oh, you're such a softie." I'm like, "I know." <laughs> <laughs> and he's wild, like he's adventurous, so, like he's your adventure child, like he just goes I, for stuff. Oh yeah, that's what's been so hard. He's like, "Go, go, go!" He's zero to a hundred yeah. from the time he wakes up, and so to have him in a cast, and you know, he's crawling around on the thing now, and but still, you know, he's not burning through that energy. So Kayla and I feel like we've had a newborn the last oh, week. Man. He's waking up multiple times uh. through the night. So, but Christmas was good. Uh, I had a good, we had a good time, you know, with family, and then it, it did our Christmas morning, and uh, I think that distracted him getting all those all those new toys and stuff. Oh, good. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this year has been uh, it's been a good it's been an interesting year. It's been a good year. I mean, I think I can see things shaping up for 2022. I mean, I I think there's going to be good things continuing to unfold. I I do. Yeah, no, it's uh and that I, I'm excited, you know, you're wrapping up the um putting the last touches on our performance breathwork course. Uh so that's uh i don't want to give any we don't have any official launch dates yet but let's just say in the very very near future um this training program will be available and uh man i'm just like based on our last podcast mm-hmm. um yeah uh um george i'm totally george there you go uh and just the work that we did here at the recovery den testing and developing the methodology like this this course is going to be a game changer for not only mountain athletes mike we've talked about that like you know this course oh yeah is definitely designed to perform better in elevation but uh aside from that just overall health yep and um health and longevity i mean this is going to be this is something you're going to be able to gift your grandma with (laughs) right <laughs> and grandma's gonna get some benefits and it, i i especially feel that way now after you know what happened to me this last month um you know getting sick and uh, i can tell you that i had no respiratory issues whatsoever and i know that's a, a, the biggest fear yep, around the, this virus the key. is is the respiratory stuff yeah you know it's like it seems like from you know the frontline stories I'm getting from nurses working in in ERs and stuff. It's like once you go on the ventilator, that's when it it really goes downhill. Oh, so having practices like breath work that are really developing that respiratory system it is key. Because like I said, I didn't I didn't experience any uh, issues with breathing, shortness of breath, but I did feel the inflammation. Like I I could definitely feel the 
uh, there was a couple of days where I felt like there was an elephant standing on my chest, but uh, never felt that shortness of breath. So that that was just a, a, a testament to the the breath work that I've done over the last decade. And um, so, like I said, not just for performing and elevation, but just for overall health and, and longevity. Um, I'm excited to to bring it to market. You know, now, man, I cannot think of a better time in, in, in almost history, at least since I've been alive, to work on your health diligently, like a daily practice. I don't care what it is, but, you know, I mean, it's not just about our breathwork thing. It's I'm just saying, in general, a daily practice now is the time because you know we're these obviously these these uh i think it was was it peter at was talking about not being a pandemic but an endemic which is something that we're just going to live with these certain viruses they'll never they won't be as bad maybe in the future but we're always gonna have they're always going to be around and i'm thinking okay yeah so it's like we can take an active role in working our systems up to be able to deal with these things, or we can sit and just continue on with our industrial lifestyle. These things just keep taking us out. And it's like, you know, I know which side we've landed on in terms of taking responsibility and uh, doing the daily work. Yeah. And and with that said, it's never too late to start, right? Nope. It's, it's never too late. Yes. It was, uh, I'm, I'm fortunate to where I had, those the lifestyle and the training and all the you know all the things that i do to help me to to basically make my body more resilient when i face the virus but that doesn't mean if you can't start now like that's uh there's no it's never too late to start right because our bodies are so adaptable like they're incredible at at going okay this is what we're doing now start making changes in the physical body will start making physical changes all on its own. It's amazing. Yeah. Cause that's what I kept reflecting. I'm like thinking about, uh, how we do like the way we train is really, uh, it's, it's building the, the resilience, like the resilience, the, the robust immune system, emotional resilience, physical resilience. So, I was really fascinated with uh, just w- kind of watching my body and how it was reacting to the virus. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also reflecting on, man, if I, you know, was lazy and didn't take care of myself and, uh, you know, didn't have these health practices in place, like how different oh. would it, how different would it affect my body? Um, and that, and, and that's what I'm, saying is it's never too late so and think about where both you know. of us came from we both you know and that's in the course you know we lay it out but we both had major lung issues back then yep and you know and so talk about resilience you just went through going through this the uh going through covid and being able to respond and, and it's just to come from that far you know where we've had issues and then to come back this far forward and with all the training, just our bodies are just, they just respond really well to work. Yeah. I can remember being, cause I have, I don't have too many memory memories of ICU, but I do remember at one point they had taken me off the ventilator and they were still, uh, 
bringing me in in and out of that coma state but i was at i had a tracheotomy at at this point and trach is uh it's not you're not ventilated so you don't have the tube down your throat um but they basically cut a hole in your throat and you have this this tube that connects to the end of where it connects to your just attachment thing on your throat and it feeds oxygen and it has got a humidifier and it's crazy because I had pneumonia at that point. And so anytime I'd start coughing, uh, you it's pretty gross, but you literally have this wand that's like a, a vacuum suction thing. And, and you feel this hint of any little bit of cough, you grab the wand and you, you push it, you like you push it up to this little like hole in your throat and it just, sucks the phlegm right i can't out believe you coffee. can use, i didn't think so, you could talk after that like i didn't realize you could talk normally and get your vocal cords back i didn't realize that and yet <laughs> yet your voice well dude that's i mean that's kind of part of like so there is a risk of that yeah. they talked no, about you're that. like a walking they, they miracle to get you should have lost your wrist <laughs> the tracheotomy there's so many things that yeah, should have gone like, wrong I, for you and they just for whatever reason they didn't i mean some things did obviously but like but it could have been way way you know you wouldn't be here right now for a lot yeah. of reasons and but i remember how like what a struggle it was to breathe and like the feeling how short of breath i got just doing the slightest movement and and then even, uh, you know, fast forwarding to, I was still on the tracheotomy when they started doing PT and, hmm. um, but yeah, like, and, and then you, you had pneumonia and, and, you know, it's major, major upper respiratory infection. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, never too late to start. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. Um, even with collapsed lungs and, and that's where the fight is like, support. that's where, you know, like I was telling one of my family members, it's like, I know you have all these symptoms. It's horrible. You have fever, you have chills and all that stuff. I, I know that sucks, but the real fight is when it's in the respiratory system. That's where the real battle takes place. And so that's what, you know, I felt like, uh, since I've started breathwork from the beginning and, and we won't get into it, the details here, but that's where I felt like I've been training for that fight. Uh, I can't do anything about the rest of it. I'm going to get sick. I might feel all the symptoms and everything, but our training ground is the respiratory system. That's our training ground. Yeah. And uh, and I think it makes a difference. It doesn't, uh, you know, people could argue that and say, how do you know and everything? Well, watch the course. Well, I still <laughs> continued breath work throughout my, you know, being sick. Yeah. I did no, full, full disclosure, I did not do any hypoxic breath work. That would have been absolutely stupid. Uh, but every single day I made sure that um, I was doing, uh, I was doing full inhales and, and really long, deep exhales. Um, and we get into that in the course, but really good way to downregulate the nervous system, that stress response. But my whole thing was making sure every day I was exercising full lung capacity. Um, because the, the inflammation in there, you could tell was, uh, it, there was a lot of inflammation going on. So just the act of exercising those my breathing muscles and expanding my lungs um, with the inhales and exhales, uh, I felt like was was a good protocol. If let's say it took a turn um, for the worse on the on in the lungs and the upper respiratory. Well, because you know how to breathe, you know the mechanics 
of proper breathing. And we know that like, I think it's like 80% of the population, they say, doesn't know that. And so right away, you're at a disadvantage immediately. So, you know, it's, it's, yep. it's, it's, uh, it is what it is, man. We know what, we know what to do. That's <laughs> why well, it's like my first aid so, kit. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, can you give them a little, uh, a little teaser, um, since we're, you know, down, we're getting closer to, uh, wrapping this thing up. What is, what's it going to look like? Uh, just kind of a, you know, a 10,000 foot view. Hmm. We know it's going to be online. Um, Oh yeah, it'll be an online course with video lessons or modules, something most people are less used to listening and watching. And uh, yep. that's you and I going over, man, we cover a lot. It's not just elevation, although we cover elevation, I think, a way it's never been covered before. I'm pretty certain of that. Yeah. Uh, you know, we talk about sleep, though. We talk about recovery. We talk about uh, hypoxic breath. We're preparing for elevation, preparing for trail running, preparing for... for uh, strength and conditioning you did an amazing job covering that i mean we this is a, a very well-rounded complete course that that uh i mean i've even written music for down regulation which is which i had a lot of fun doing for specific uh tempos again those things are to help with down regulation so there's a lot of there's just a it's a lot it's yeah a lot of guided breath work exercises yep. application of uh how to apply it to strength conditioning to self-quantification at the highest peak in the lower 48. Um, so, uh, and, and that's just some of what you're finding in it. I was thinking, um, too, just how uh, the amount of, of video modules accompanied with the PDFs is going to be uh, awesome. Like, you're just doing a phenomenal job on it. So, can't wait, man. Well, it was... A- Total team effort <laughs> coming to Montana, man, <laughs> hanging with you. And like, we yeah. had fun, but man, did we work? Like, we, we knew what we had to do. Yeah. It, we laid it down, but now you're laying it down in post production. So, um, yep. Yeah. Uh, we'll keep you guys up to, up to speed on that, let you guys know when we have an official launch date. Uh, we got the, the new website being constructed as we speak. Um, so, I mean, we'll have, uh, we'll have everything there and all the, all the resources. I'm so dude, what about, uh, what's up with, um, what's up with this winter? You got, you, we got to put something together. We got to do some, some winter adventuring in Montana. Next time you come out here, I'd love to do some, like, uh, I want to, I'd love to do like a cross country overnighter. Oh man, like I would love that. Ski in somewhere, so snowshoe in somewhere. Yep, I'm down for right? that. Just to, and I don't, I don't need more than one night. Like I just, I would love to just, yeah, totally. You know, experience one night in the elements, but um, totally move, move a few miles across uh, the snow, which I'm sure is not easy, <laughs> and then uh, post yeah. up somewhere, and then uh, walk out. Man, that sounds fun. Yeah, no, and. <laughs> That's I'd love to do something like that. We got to talk to Kelby. And I, I like cold training, but like I don't know about minus ten. <laughs> well, dude, I remember last year with uh, Mike and Brian Elliott? I went out and did that. I don't know. We we did about four and a half miles yeah. on single track in the snow, twenty below or something. It was like cold. That. You said it was cold. It was it was really cold. Um, uh and 
it was fun but i the reason i like the cold is i like the i love the gear aspect of it i yeah. like you know trying to figure out okay what's the best way to to layer up what's the best you know I don't know, just basically your your gear and how you approach well, it. Well, that's, so that's I did exactly learn some right. That People one. are like, oh, snowshoeing. I mean, there's not that much to it. You put on shoes and walk around in the snow. It's like, yeah, but it's now you're traveling in a totally hostile environment. And you got to be, you know what I'm saying? You got to know direction of travel. You got to, there's a whole bunch of other little things that go along with it. And that. body temperature. Yeah. Maintaining so your, like the biggest your thing that stasis, yeah. I found is the sweat. So you start perspirating, even though it's, you know, ten below zero outside. If you're perspirating inside your, your you know, in your bit on your base layer, and then that starts pulling, like your mid layer or your jacket starts pulling that moisture. That's what I learned on that yeah. when I went hiking on that one well, trip. You, you guys the, must have been moving. You were with the Elliott brothers, so they song. were moving. I I know how they move, so that's why I was like, "How did you sweat in that kind of cold?" Yeah. But they, I know those guys move, so. <laughs> Well, and I and think about the layers because I was wearing uh, um, what did I have on for my base? I had a, a smart wool base layer on, and then I was wearing uh, a a fleece like a synthetic, and then I had which this was the mistake. I wore a down like puffer sweater, mm. but because I started sweating at the base layer, the down just soaked it up. So I was like, oh, yeah, that was kind of dumb. Oh, okay. So then so you lost your loft and the down went flat. And then you got, and then yeah. it got cold when you stopped, you said, I think. I see. Because I was like, yeah, if you had smart the, wool on as a base, last. that should absorb the water and still maintain somewhat heat. But if that if that moisture moves into the down somehow, then yeah. Yeah, because I lost my, my, my outer layer, which is, you know, that's the one that's supposed to keep you most insulated or keep the heat in. I lost that, so... Then my base layer, even though it was wicking, you know, it was the wool and it was wicking good, it was cold because the moisture. So all of a sudden that air that let's just say, I don't know, it was definitely below zero at that point. So Dang. it just went right down to the, you know, bone chilling cold. But fortunately it was like the last mile and we landed right in Brian Elliott's driveway and, um, jumped in his sauna. He's got a sauna <laughs> right at his house, but yeah, we were trenching through single track like okay, yeah, snow really up that. to our knees well maybe when i come out for was, the was, uh the you know the breath work thing we'll do that's when we'll plan it we'll do a little bit of wrap up on the breath work and then uh maybe do an overnight or somewhere that would be awesome did that'd be legit well the, the, the other one i was going to mention is they have the yurts yeah yeah the, yeah i'm all totally down for that and there's one up in mcdonald pass and the there's a cross-country uh group or it's like the nordic ski, ski team out here but that's that's like a that that sounds like a lot of fun staying in a yurt because you can go i don't know how how long it is like the hike or, or snowshoe cross-country ski in but then you're in this like this yurt out in the middle of nowhere um and you know you got your uh you got a place to stay. They got the food they got, but then they're taking you out on guided, you know, guided ski tours. So, or snowshoeing. So that's kind of one I, I would like to experience as well. Yeah, no, that sounds, it's, it's funny. Cause speaking of feathers, you made me think of like, when I go on my runs, 
I run past this stream and there's like 20 ducks in there at like six in the morning and they're just floating around and it's like 30 degrees out, 36 degrees. And I'm like, how are you guys doing this right now? It's freezing out here. And everybody's like, well, you know, okay, so they have feathers. We know these feathers keep them warm, but I'm like, okay, but their feet are hairless. Like they got these web feet and those feet are in the water. So it's freezing. Like I, I don't understand how they can function in that kind of cold. <laughs> well, they're, <laughs> well, they're not mammals, so I know there's a little, little something different they're there. So relaxed, and I'm like, it's cold out here, man. I can feel it, and you guys are so relaxed. It's just amazing. Yeah. It's incredible how a man animals yeah, adapt to the cold, man. I find, for me personally, like I would rather it be like, I don't know, 10, 20 degrees than it in like the 30s with moisture and it, the wind blowing like I, it's easier for me to be in the extreme dry cold here than it is like that kind of in-between season like fall yeah because it's i don't know dude it's like there's just something yeah but the wind that, really changes the game just a different though. feeling that's the only thing the wind does definitely change the game like yeah they it were just goes right through dude you. i had a client going i had a client going skiing yesterday at our local hill at great divide and He's like, yeah, the wind chills like minus twenty, and and I was like, that just doesn't sound fun. <laughs> <laughs> Growing up snowboarding in Southern California, like, uh, you know, we don't ever experience yeah. sub zero like snowboarding or skiing and sub zero temperatures. Like, like, I mean, that's like where you actually do need a face mask, like that full blown fa- <laughs> face mask to ski in. Because I know I would. You'll get that. Uh, yeah, I, well, I feel like you would definitely. I mean, you can get frostbite or at least some major wind burn on your on your nose and on your cheeks and stuff. You could damage you your lungs those. if you're not breathing through your nose. <laughs> it's in the course, oh, man. Absolutely, absolutely. So, all right. Well, let's put that on our list. We got to get a we got to get a winter adventure next montana trip which you're going to be coming out here i think pretty probably in the, sometime in the next couple months next couple we're months yeah. be working on some you know and i really want to figure stuff out for the course we're now in that season of of uh where for me i mean i don't have a winter sport so i'm off of summer from being in the mountains to the degree and now i'm like okay i have to keep my training up i gotta stay motivated i'm ru- i was running in the rain the other day just because i'm like it's raining outside no big deal you just got to keep running and and so but i saw i was the only person on at the park on the trail because it's only person in the rain running and i'm thinking gosh where everybody's gone it's winter time where everybody's hibernating yeah. and it's like how do we get you know how do you stay motivated to stay out you know in the in this off season that we're in now it's hard I, if you're not an all-season mountain athlete uh, where it's easy to transition from, say, the bike to the snowboard. Yeah, for sure. It can be challenging because mountain athletes, um, a lot of us don't like to train inside. Mm. Don't like to be right. in a gym setting. That's so me. Um, and uh, unless you're in an environment like Southern California where, you know, there are going to be days where you could still get out on the trail. Uh, but if you live in a, a mountain town, like I'm in, once that first snowfall hits, um, yeah. it's kind of, it's kind of official that there's no more trail running and, 
and no more writing single track. Right. So it's, and, and what I found, and I'll use uh, competitive athletes or even at a recreational level as an example is there's the off season can be a, a, a great time to prepare for next race season where it, it tends to be the opposite with a lot of athletes where they fall off in the off season to where then spring comes around they're trying to play catch up with their fitness because they've really let it go mm. in that off season um so it's it's really important to you know stay active and especially in you know a place where you got <laughs> sub zero temperatures um cold weather is not that motivating either it's hard to get the motivation to even go train even if it's at the gym you know just getting dressed and getting out and getting your car started yep <laughs> going outside and being exposed in the cold is so yeah it's uh it's it can be a hard time for uh those athletes that aren't seasonal athletes yeah that's 72 degrees but i then. With with you though, I see. I've noticed that you're picking some things up that you didn't do in the summer. Uh, you called me the other day, and you just got done doing your cold plunge again. Which I know you weren't you weren't doing much cold. No, water I wasn't. I, no, that I paid the price over the summer. I was like, ah, you know what? Too hard to keep the water cold. I don't have one of those uh, high end fancy like freezers or, or ways of. I don't have any of that stuff. I have a cold tub in the back, and so it's too it's, it gets too warm in the summer. So I'm like, ah, you know what? It's seasonal. I'll take a break when the winter comes and it's really oh, cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta wait for it to get cold. I didn't think about that. Problem is, man, yeah. your body's. You know what? It's just like a muscle. It adapts to the cold on a regular basis. So oh, there I was the other day. It was freezing cold in the rain, and I'm like, <laughs> I get excited because I'm like, you know what? It's raining outside. It's water's got to be cold. I got to go in the water. And but then the other part of me is like, man. You ain't ready for this. And so half of it is is a mind, it's a psychological oh. game. Your body, you you have to prepare the mind uh, to get in the game. It's a very much, uh, I, I have to get in this game with your mind before before you step in. I mean, that's it's very much a mind game. Yeah. Because it, it's going to, you're going to suffer. Probably one of the most. But if you can convince yourself that you're, you're, you know, it's usually for me that first minute, first 60 seconds of that bone chill. And then, then you, if you, as long as you don't move, you can warm the water around you and, you know, you start to warm up a little bit. I don't know how people go into rushing streams and lakes where the water's moving and they're sitting in there because you can't, you have, no, it's just that water's just circulating, man. And you just freeze. I remember reading a, a book about seal training. I don't remember which one it was, but they have, uh, there's a part in hell week where they're out on this pier. Mm. And I'm trying to remember what it's called. They call it like the iron, but it's basically this, from my understanding, this pier that, you know, they completely expose them and, uh, they'll use like, cold like ice sheets like they'll take a sheet and uh 
you know, can you imagine getting like literally like a sheet, like a blanket, like an ice blanket thrown over you when you're already almost butt ass naked <laughs> on this like iron steel pier? And then they, no, I can't. I think I saw a YouTube video, of right? That, like just, I saw a YouTube video yeah, where these ranger like, guys were sticking them right in the water. They cut a hole in the in the lake of the snow, and they're just they had to jump in with some gear, then like de- drag their gear out, throw it out, and climb back out. And it was just brutal, man. Yeah, I mean, I'll. Dude, when I did seal fit, I'll never yeah. forget that the time when uh, I did the swan dive into the because I was so you know what I'm talking about right when I did oh yeah yeah you just ran you were like super amped you're like oh my god I got it bad you just jumped you just dove in yeah that's what it was I was so done with going into that cold water that I'm like oh I had literally had to psych myself up and I did this swan dive into this tiny little well i mean it was and which navy seal was that chris i, I think know. that was chris he's like cory cory hold chris. up get back in there <laughs> slow down you need to calm down you need to calm down right now get back in there <laughs> like oh my god i knew right then i'm like oh cory ain't happy man he's not digging this at all he can't be digging this my dad uh, my dad when he saw that clip he said that that's the same face that i used to give him when i when he told me to mow the lawn on the weekends when i was a teenager oh man <laughs> I knew it. I was like, this is horrible. <laughs> kind of like, are you kidding me? Like, I got to, right? Oh, yeah. It was- you know, the cold humbles everyone. I don't care who you are. It'll humble you. Needless to say, that traumatized me. I still haven't done much cold exposure. I mean, last I last winter, though, I got when I was uh, walking to work when we were living yeah, you had down a couple the street of those from the dead. walks, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I was walking every winter day and- on average, you know, it's 30, but there was plenty of plenty of days it was sub-zero temperatures and I'd have to, I'm hauling a 50, 100-pound uh, wagon all completely geared up from head to toe, like winds blowing. I think back, that podcast that Rob came on, that was the, <laughs> that I don't even know, early, trip. early, I got lost. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, dude. I had so much fun with that. Yeah. <laughs> so... Well, dude, it was good to catch up today. I know we didn't have real uh, any specific topics of conversation. We've had some, uh, we kind of just wanted to reflect on uh, this last year. And, um, you know, I, uh, a lot of you guys are still on your Christmas vacations. And um, we hope that you're really enjoying time with the family yeah. and um, really take this as an opportunity to, you know, just, just chill out um because i know especially for me personally and being type a and being a coach and having human performance is one of my passions like sometimes it's hard to slow down because everything is always so like regimented and i got these protocols and i got to do this and i got to do that and i found myself even over the weekend uh being like you know what uh I'm just going to, I'm just going to enjoy this time and whether it's eating a a few cookies and (laughs) a few glasses of wine. Oh yeah. I started to get in trouble um, with that stuff too, man. I remember taking a box of chocolates and throwing them in the trash. I'm like, I'm not eating these anymore. I I had one day where I had like, like, I don't know, a handful of truffles and I'm like, you know what? You know better. You can do this today, Yeah. but tomorrow these are going in the trash and I took them and threw them out. But I, I pretty much did the same thing. There's these Belgium chocolate. No, what are they? I think Belgium chocolate cookies from Costco, like this tin box. And anybody that's had them knows exactly what I'm talking about right now. <laughs> <laughs> but it, 
it's always my weakness yeah. and but i did good like i had i don't know a few the first day and then you know second night rolls around i'm like yeah, go have some more <laughs> of those cookies and the there. third night i'm like triple the amount i had the first night i'm like i'm done okay this is the last night i'm doing it no more cookies see that's that that's but, the difference uh, like I, I mean most people would not take a half a box of chocolates walk out to their trash can and dump them that and i would never have done that <laughs> uh, but i am that way now well you know that you'll if you don't that you'll eat them that's the thing like that's willpower yeah right there. no it's but it's no, willpower it's, it's willpower in a different way like <laughs> no i think in my health and longevity i'm like you know what i know this isn't serving me well and so you're done like you're done this doesn't yeah. serve me in the long term so you're done and that's like you know that took a long time to get there though <laughs> it took a lot of chocolate to yeah. get to that point oh <laughs> <laughs> uh. All right. But it was good. It was good, right? You enjoyed oh, it. Oh, man, I totally did. I totally did. <laughs> Catherine's down there talking about making more cannolis. She wants to make Italian cannolis that are gluten-free. And I'm like, well, they're gluten-free, so that's not so bad. But uh, I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to probably have a couple of those. And then it's back to it. But then I'm running. I'm going in the sauna. I'm doing juicing and eating. I'm doing a lot of different things. So I'm like, all right, you're okay. You'll be fine. Yeah. No, it's. I know. I always have to remind myself of the way I used to be. We're human, so, man. That's we're, that's we're right, and it's uh, <laughs> yeah. We have a lot of years to live, so you can't can't beat yourself up over over the small things. As long as we have a ninety percent of the time, we're being consistent and on track. That's what counts. And I'm just excited. At least that's my opinion. I'm super grateful for the listeners or anybody that has listened to any one of our podcasts, man, and got something out of it. I hope. I'm super grateful for the listeners out there, man. Yeah, um, for sure. It's, it's, it's been so much fun. It's been, uh, yeah, uh, it's been so rewarding. And um, the more we hear from you guys, uh, we just love it. Um, so you can uh, always give us an iTunes review. That's a good way to to uh connect with us connect with us on instagram the mountain wellness podcast instagram page um and as we go into the new year we got a lot of good things planned we got some some uh really interesting guests on the radar mm -hmm. that were getting scheduled and uh you know our goal is to bring you guys uh the top stuff in human performance so uh, we're excited to to get into the new year and and bring you some of the the new programs that we're working on and and also some of the best uh i guess thought leaders and researchers and uh coaches in the space yeah you and i have talked got anything else mr yeah i, I just a double on that uh tag onto that is that you and i have talked about this and that you know at some point at the end of this endeavor that we're on we're gonna make sure that you know, between the two of us, we've provided every single thing possible uh, to help with longevity, with health and longevity. I mean, that is the long-term goal. And yeah. It's all going to, it will all be here in this place. And that's, I'm excited to be able to, just to know that that's out there somewhere and what it's done for me and what it's done for you and, and the people that are around us. And, and to know that that's just out there for everyone, that's going to be amazing. Yeah, and and it's good to know that um, you can tune in to um, 
the podcast to know there's other individuals, other mountain athletes. You got your tribe. Uh, Cause that was a struggle for me. I know in the beginning it was like trying to connect and, and find other like-minded individuals. So uh, that's been the rewarding part yeah. for me podcasting and, and getting those emails or getting people just dropping into the den like Kelby uh, and Barker and Elliot. And um, that's uh that's the tribe aspect. Yep. Seeing that community grow but, uh, has been I, I amazing love. to watch it from here. Yep. Mm-hmm. So shout out to you guys. Um, like I said, best way for, to support us right now is, uh, the reviews, um, and, and even better than that, sharing the episodes with friends. If any of the episodes really have an impact on you, just, uh, shoot your friend a text and be like, Hey, you know, this is good stuff. So that's all I got. Um, I'm really stoked for the new website that we're working on right now. We'll have a place for, for, for everything. Uh, we'll have a dedicated podcast page and, um, I think it'll be an easier way. I know it'll be an easier way for us to engage with you guys. So, uh, I hope you guys had a Merry Christmas and, um, we're looking forward to the new year. Yeah, for sure, man. Happy new year ahead of time. Yeah. Well, this will drop. Yeah. We'll probably get this out in the next couple of days. So sweet. Um, that's all I got. So is that all you got, Mr. Maina? Yeah. I will see you in the mountains. Sweet. You guys keep spreading that mountain stoke and, uh, we'll catch you on the next episode. Peace. Later. The information provided on the Mountain Wellness Podcast is for educational purposes only and not a substitute for professional medical advice. You should always consult a medical professional or healthcare provider if you're seeking medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment.